0: What do
1: you want? Well, for one, I'd like you to stop trampling on my poor roses, but uh, from the looks of it, I think you need more help than they do. Can I help you with anything? No. No, thank you. Hey, I'm Derek and I'm Noah, and you're listening to A Bite Off,
2: where we take our current favorite pop culture obsession and enjoy it one nibble at a time. Yup.
1: Yeah, and we're mostly almost done nibbling on Miss Marvel. It's your favorite word. Penultimate. The
2: penultimate
1: episode. Yeah. I do. I mean, I like penultimate episodes. Ever since Game of Thrones, penultimate episodes were like the season finales. Well, exactly. Especially when the actual last episode is not the best. With what? Game of Thrones. Oh. Oh, the last last episode? Yeah. Or like the season finale episodes?
2: I just meant the penultimate episode of the entire series is incredible, especially compared to... The last episode of the entire series. Yeah, we don't talk about the last season. We don't talk
1: about Bruno. <laughs> Daenerys. you is do. The, the, you've the, the, done it. that every episode. This
2: That's season. a lie. I've done it twice because I remember very much biting my
1: tongue. Yeah. Well, we do talk. Check about your Bruno. facts, boo.
2: <laughs> Check your facts before you come for me. All right.
1: Before we get into
2: it, <laughs> Make
1: sure you're following us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at a bite of. Also, we have a Patreon. If you like the show, you can support the show. Get extra cool stuff. Get free swag. Get discounts on swag. Get bonus episodes, videos, all that great stuff. And then, last but not least, make sure you leave us a review and some like stars and stuff. Follow the trail of stars, five Beautiful. stars, into... Giving us reviews. (laughs) Yes. Wow. (laughs) On theme. Yeah, yeah. And then just as a reminder, we are doing What Are You Serving, which is our mailbag section. We're moving this one to the back back because we have a special announcement from our sponsors. To the caboose of the episode. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You got it. I'm with you. Yeah.
2: All right. So let's take a look back at Ms. Marvel episode four, Seeing Red. Touchdown in Karachi. Kamala and her mother are greeted by her grandmother and cousins. The next day, they head to the country club for lunch and explore the city. Kamala ventures out on her own to the train station where she heads into a prohibited area and is met by Kareem, who is a Red Dagger. He brings her to Red Dagger headquarters where she meets Red Dagger daggered leader stop questioning it (laughs) waleem who explains that the clandestine world is separated from our world by a veil also known as nor turns out najma doesn't want to go home but rather she wants to have her world take over ours to become her home speaking of the clandestine they bust out of prison leave kamran behind and ambush kamala and karim in pakistan a chase ensues Casualties occur, and with a stab of Najma's dagger to her bangle, Kamala is transported to the past. Yeah. Spoiler alert!
1: <laughs>
2: we are learning you of spoilers. <laughs> so let us. I was o- waiting for. It. I was like,
1: I'm not going to say anything until you do the spoiler warning. Yeah.
2: <laughs> let us officially take a bite of Ms. Marvel episode five. Time and again,
1: time after time. This episode said, (laughs) we're going to hit you in the feels Uh, real hard. Stop, stop. This episode is very interesting. Mm. I feel like in the the last episode when we talked about it, a lot of Marvels, specifically Marvel, because they are doing these, for some reason, six episode seasons. then the middle episode usually feels kind of like, hmm. Like they're kind of just like filling time or something like that. Like it's just like a way to get to the rest of the right. story. Yeah. To me, that's what this episode felt like. Really? As the penultimate, even though it was good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
2: I so I do I I agree in some senses. I don't I think it was very interesting for them to do a family history episode. Where two thirds of the episode doesn't even have our main character in it. Well, yeah, and that's as the penultimate episode. That's because now, what is our last episode going to be?
1: Pew pew! Fight fight! Yay yay!
2: Right, so it's like, but wow, we really don't have much. Like, I, I'm I'm very curious
1: of what the next steps are going to be. Yeah, I mean the the next steps is it has to set her into the MCU some way right. and leave it somehow. Like that. It has to leave it open. But before we get too much into the episode, can I just make a comment on the opening logo title card? Just the whole opening sequence. The first, like, maybe two minutes of it. Mm-hmm. Ugh, it was so good. I mean, it ends with Aisha throwing a dagger into a colonizer's heart. Mm-hmm. Loved it. And then just the title cards of Miss Marvel. Oh, it was so cool. I felt like it really set the tone of what we were what you were
2: going to expect in this episode.
1: Yeah. I'm Starting
2: not... with that news reel yeah. from the past. Like it's all setting you in the place to exist in this world with Aisha.
1: Yeah, it didn't even start it didn't start with Kamala. So to your point, most of this episode doesn't feature Kamala at all, which I thought was actually kind of cool mm-hmm. if you're going to tell a backstory. Like, I don't know why, like, sometimes whenever they do the trope of your main character viewing the flashback, you know what I mean? It just doesn't resonate as much. Uh, totally. And I even think when they, it's even just being
2: spoken to the yeah. character, like, you could lose those details. But because we get to live in it,
1: we see the details and experience them. Yeah, yeah. And so this episode really, I mean, it's, it's about Aisha and... The how the con started almost, and mm-hmm. like where how Kamala got to where she is, right? And it's partially about partition, but it also shows Asia before getting to that pivotal point in history, which I thought was pretty interesting. I think we have to take a
2: moment here of like just stepping back and looking at the fact that Marvel is using this series to teach us about a piece of history that many people. Might not even know exist. And that's an insane step. That's like incredible. Yeah. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Sorry. That Context. I have to say why I'm laughing because I shouldn't have laughed whenever you said that. (laughs) (laughs) So as you know, on our merch, this isn't a plug. I swear to God. (laughs) We have one of our best selling merch items that says I'm obsessed. It's really cool. Whatever. (laughs) <laughs> we used to say that on the podcast. We used to say it all the time, but it, it was feels more like a myth. It was like in a flippid way that we would say it, especially during our first season with twilight. And then we're, I said, I was like, we need to probably say it more. So like organically, I guess we should try to say it. And then he said it and then he looked at me and I'm like, you can't do that. Was like,
2: like I raised my eyebrows like, huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Okay, I want to I know something okay. from our listeners. <laughs> so I think about this a lot. And I think sometimes when we're speaking, we don't necessarily know phrases that we say or the cadence of our voices. So if you were to think of something that we said that would be on merch, comment below. What is like in a bite of phrase <laughs> that you would be like, they say that so much that should be on a sweatshirt or whatever or a mug?
1: Yeah, I mean... Be nice. <laughs> I I feel like mine it would be like this.
2: You guys, yeah.
1: like, like that. <laughs> Mine's probably. I find it interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I say interesting, interesting a lot as well. Yeah,
2: it's interesting that sorry I think it's guys. Interesting. Uh, uh. But anyway. they
1: have to find it interesting because they're listening to us. So <laughs> they're like, well, I don't find it interesting. <laughs> Forget it. Well, anyway, comment below and yeah, let us know. Yeah, you know but- who knows it might show up on something. Maybe not. Maybe it will. But I would like merch that makes more sense. <laughs> it did make sense when it was made two years ago. Again, it did make <laughs> sense when it was made. <laughs> How dare you? I mean, it's a beautiful sweatshirt. Thank you for those who have purchased <laughs> it. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, to set the scene a little bit, after the temple raid that we did see in a previous episode where the clandestine discovered the mysterious bangle attached to a severed blue arm in episode three, Asia abandoned. The idea of rejoining them, as she apparently knew, she knew in some way because there's, a, I don't see like the leader of the clandestine being like, I'm just going to kind of like back away a little bit and not help my people get back to where they were. But she had to have known that it wasn't going to be easy to get back or like how they were going to supposedly supposed to do it wasn't going to be the right way. Mm. She had to have known that. Instead of being with her clandestine. I was gonna say brethren, but I don't know, clan people, <laughs> or clandestine clan. <laughs> she sought to rest in a small Indian village where she met Kamala's great grandfather, Hassan. These two have chemistry, like nobody's business. From the second, even though they met in like a interesting kind of like back and forth, very flirtatious, meet cute,
0: mm-hmm.
1: from the second they were both, I was like, okay. You guys, this is I'm I'm here for it, the entire ride. Yeah.
2: There's there she's enamored with him with his strength and how he's speaking out against what's happening in India. And I you know, I think he also feels her strength through her sort of attitude and the way she interacts with him. And there's just this beautiful magical moment of uh, talking about the roses and inviting her into the couch and giving her a
1: fresh meal and
2: they just are kismet. It's it's supposed to be.
1: Yeah. She she liked the roses, and that's what led her to him, which mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Sana followed the trail of stars, and she followed the scent of roses. And
2: also, she's like, you're cute. And he's like, you're beautiful. And they're like, let's make a baby.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they fall in love, and they made little Sana. <laughs> but as the country began to split into two, Became unsafe for their family. When I was watching this, I forgot that I was watching a Miss Marvel show. Like, I forgot about Kamala. You know, like they immersed you so much in this part of the story that I kind of forgot about Kamala, not in a bad way, but I was just like, I want to, I could watch an entire show about this. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm here for the ride.
2: We also see that through their relationship, this is where. We first see the phrase, What you seek is seeking you. Yeah. So Hassan says that to Aisha. He says, You know, you remind me of a poem. And so, so much of what, of who Kamala is, is based in their relationship and what they created.
1: Yeah. Which is
2: beautiful to see.
1: It, It was, it was beautiful that this episode gave Aisha and Hassan room to really grow in this show. Mm hmm. I will say that I don't know that if in a six episode series you should I don't know dedicate an entire episode to a backstory, even though how beautiful it is. Do you know what I mean? Like there's one episode left, and I feel like most of the show was leading up to a lot of what's gonna happen, who's the big bad, where when's Kamala gonna get her you know costume, where's this going? And then even though it was so beautiful and I loved it. This seems like, oh, this would have made more sense if it was for a 10-episode series. Sure. And it was also the shortest episode yeah, out of all of them.
2: But also, it's like, it had to be done because, in essence, Kamala's the one that created Kamala. Like, you know, like, so you have to have all this backstory of them getting to the train station so Kamala could be there to get Sana back to her dad so that Kamala can be Kamala.
1: Yeah. I I like they could no, have done I'm... it in a in a shorter way. I'm not saying they should have. They could have done it in a shorter way. Like they didn't need to do five years prior to when Kamala got sure. there to then there. Yeah, That's why I'm like, so a thir- like, what is it? A third of this episode was the backstory. Mm hmm. And then that last quarter was Kamala and the Yeah, rest no, of it. I no, I completely get it. I'm just saying it's like they took
2: such a long route to get to this moment of Kamala right. being there. And it was like and even so, even though they dedicated a whole episode to it, they squashed their relationship, which was what, figure maybe four or five years long into
1: thirty minutes, yeah. less than twenty minutes. Yeah. It was a weird choice. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, we watch it. We usually watch the episodes twice. First time I watched it, I was like, oh, that this feels a little disjointed. Like, I didn't really vibe with, like, how they kind of did it. Second time, I will say I liked it a little more because I knew what I was expecting. Mm. So, I don't know. Maybe if you felt a little weird when you first watched it, it's only 35 minutes. So, maybe watch it again because you can actually sit there and you're not waiting for Kamala to come out. You're not. Waiting to see what's mm. going to happen. You're just kind of experiencing the story.
2: I don't know. Oddly enough, my first reaction, like, I was very moved by the entire thing. And I, maybe it was because I sort of felt like it was separate from the series. It felt like its own story. And it, like, I kind of, I cried at one point. To be honest, I got teary. Yeah. So I just think that, I don't know, I, I, I enjoyed it, but it felt separate from the series
1: that I'm watching. Yeah, I mean, it did, and that, I think that's where the disjointed part comes from it, because again, Kamala wasn't in it, mm-hmm. a lot of it, I oh, don't I liked it, I, I like this, I mean- Are you sure you like it? I don't know, you I'm don't, because you just
2: talked about how you don't like it.
1: I'm still conflicted a little bit, because I did like it, I liked it separately, but I felt like if there was more time on the back end, it would have made more sense, just 10, 15 more minutes would have made it much better, mm. but, you know. So this part in the episode, so Partition of India in, 1970, in 1947, isn't the whole story that where the clock rolls back. So we saw those five years leading up to it, but we also get to see in these moments how they reveal the horrors that occurred as British went into this peaceful transition of power. And I put that in quotes because it was like, I think they say it's like an estimated between one and two million people. Died as a result of this peaceful transition of power and the independence, and then separating everybody. So it was, re- it was educational and it was eye opening for them to put that in here, within this backstory. And I feel like that was kind of the point and why they did it. Because if they if they didn't, I don't know, talked, they talked the talk and then they walked the walk. They were like, no, we're we're not going to shy away from this. We're not going to say, oh, her grand great grandmother disappeared during this terrible event in history that's it It's was like no we're actually going to take you there we're going to show you how what happened in that yeah i mean i have to give them kudos for that in this episode yeah as I far agree. as the series goes yeah they laid the foundation yes yeah. yeah so five years goes by in this flashback and you know sana's already born and everything and the, the couple does experience discrimination for being muslim the locals have stopped buying Hassan's flowers, and they refuse to sell milk to, milk to Aisha. Again, showing us kind of their journey to that. And I was like, okay, that's when they're going to leave. But no, 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 no. Najma finally discovers where Aisha's She's been hiding
2: back. this
1: whole time. As soon as I saw her, I was like, oh, I forgot. I forgot about her. They're to ruin the party. She, Aisha's been living this beautiful life,
2: and Najma's just been stomping around the globe being angry. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for her.
1: With her I don't know what are her weapons? I call them daggers. But they have like that uh, double daggers? I don't know. It's like bigger th- almost bigger than a dagger, but like as small as a dagger. I don't know. <laughs> but she loves stabbing people with she them. She does love That's stabbing. For people sure. with them. Yeah, so Aisha kind of sidesteps that a little bit. It's like, I'm not gonna really help you guys. Get she's back. like, oh uh, yeah, I hit it. Uh it's gonna take me a while to get it. Uh I'll be back in a bit. As Sana's playing with it. In the yeah crib. <laughs> it's it's gonna take me a while to get it. And she's like you have until sundown tomorrow. I'm like damn girl. she's like you have until sundown yeah, tomorrow. Yeah how about that? Yeah yeah. <laughs> As we already knew this attempt to flee did not go so well. It went bad. Yeah it went <laughs> Really bad. (laughs) Did we know? I don't think we knew at this point. We knew that Aisha just disappeared. Right. But I don't think we knew that she died. Correct. That she just disappeared. That's all I know is that
2: she was gone that night.
1: Yeah. Okay. So Najma found Aisha and kills her for her betrayal because she sees her trying to get on the train and to leave and to leave her people behind. When it's like, girl, just like go find another bangle. And
2: well that's the thing is that that's what I think is interesting is that Aisha's aware of what they're trying to do and she's I don't think she's not she isn't necessarily keeping the bangle away from them uh, so that she stops them from going home. Aisha's now created a family here, right. a life here, and she knows that if they follow the plan that they're trying to do, what they're ultimately trying to do is destroy what Aisha has created.
1: But do we know that that's what they're trying to do? Well, that's what Waleem said in the last episode. Right, but I don't. How I took that, and I could be wrong, how I took it is they are trying to get home, but if they tried to get home, then it's going to do what it what he says it's going to do. Mm. I don't know if their mission is to make earth their home, but whatever they're trying to do is and is going to end up that's why the red daggers were created. So then
2: Aisha knows what's going to happen because she says to her it's not going to work. Right. So still she's protecting what yeah. she has, but
1: like Aisha just tell her
2: instead she- of running.
1: I think Najma is the type of woman that, you know, when she... I mean, she'll kill her best friend and leave her kid at the pound. (laughs) The Supermax prison? prison. (laughs) Pound? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, when she gets her eyes set on something and wants to do something, I don't think anybody's going to really be able to sway her from that. That's why she has the most ridiculous group with her. Mm -hmm. That's just like, go kill that little girl. And they're like, Okay. Let's go do it. Yeah, we'll get her. She's got the bangle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, also, I want to say, like, in this scene, so when Najma kills uh, Aisha, I was like, fuck, you guys just spent, like, almost 30 minutes making me fall in love with her, fall in love with her family. And I'm like, that's it? You just, you just can kill her? Like, okay. Yeah. It's fine. But Najma, okay. <laughs> Rancid. <laughs> and then she didn't even... So she kills her and then goes the opposite direction. She went from where she came from. I was like, maybe go the direction Aisha was going. (laughs) I mean, continue on your rampage, right? right? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. And nobody helped Aisha. I know there was a lot going on, but like, this woman is bleeding out in front of you. Can somebody help her?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Apparently not. (laughs) Please. Everyone for themselves.
1: I did. I I liked um, to get technical. A little bit like as far as production and stuff, I did like the camera work in this scene Mm. because it did zoom out and showed us the entire scene. Yeah. But I liked a lot of these moments because it was in the crowd Mm -hmm. with them. And I feel like whoever the camera people is or whoever's the decision making on this, you know, it's the same way with the um, car chase in the previous episode. Mm -hmm. They really make you feel the scene that you're in by putting you in the scene. Right. Right. Instead of like making sure all the extras are out of the camera and people aren't walking in front of it. Yeah. This one, it was just like, just get crowded and push each other. And sure. then you guys just need to act in the middle of it. And mm-hmm. the camera is going to be right in the there. the chaos. Yeah. Well, I liked that. I thought it was cool. And even when Sana, it would go down to her level. Oh. So it kind of showed her perspective as well. I know. I, I like that a that, lot. That
2: The little child, the child who played Sana was just so adorable. Adorable. You could just. Every time like the adults were speaking, she was just looking at them and really paying
1: attention to what was going on. It was And just playing with her blank or blangle. Or Bangle. Her blang. Or blangle. Her blingle. <laughs> She's playing with her blangle. <laughs> Before we move into when Kamala comes onto the scene in this part, in this very climactic part of this episode, I have to say, the music in this series is absolutely insane it is so good so good the regular soundtrack and then the music choices that they do Ugh. and also Aisha singing a lullaby to Sana oh, it was beautiful even that was amazing yeah that, that choice was it's just so good there's points in this particular episode especially in this like middle half where Aisha and her family are going to the train and then they get separated and then she gets killed and then Kamala comes the way that the music transitions between all of those different scenarios is so good. Mm-hmm. The second time I was like, I at five in the morning, I was like noticing a little bit and I was like, oh, this is waking me up. This is amazing. This time I was really paying attention to it. It's just so good, guys. I, uh, if they don't get an award, whoever did the score for this, I swear to God, the composer for Loki got awards. I'm just saying, composer for this one, I should know who the composer is, but I don't. So, yeah. Get it together, Emmy Award voters or <laughs> just, whoever. Just go straight to the Oscars. It's not a movie, but... There you go. Just pretend. Put it to, they're all movies yeah. in the MCU. <laughs> just pretend. <laughs> no, I know. I love I love
2: the music. It makes waiting to see if there's going to be a mid-credit scene more enjoyable.
1: And when there
2: isn't one, you're not as disappointed because the music was great to get there. But right. I mean, I think this is
1: the first time when like the credits are rolling. We do anticipate an end credit scene, obviously, because they did it in the first episode. Spoiled. Yeah. But even after we watch it a second time and the credits are rolling, we still let it play mm-hmm. because the music is so good. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, we've talked about this before. The The end credits
2: themselves are just gorgeous. The way they infuse the art into whatever area Kamala's in at that point in time. It's beautiful and creative. It's, it's really fantastic.
1: I do have to say, now that you, you brought that up, which made me... Think of how the previous episodes were very much like Scott Pilgrim, mm. and you know where it had the the doodles come to life and everything. Yeah. We have not seen that.
2: Well, I think it in re- these
1: last two, right?
2: Um, we saw it a little bit in the one before this one, uh. but I feel like again the things that they're doing they match the time or the place that Kamala is in or whatever the story is about. So. There's, there isn't going to be anything popping up like little hearts or anything where we're telling the love story of her grandparents.
1: They could have, they could have in like, India
2: in the 40s.
1: Like little black
2: and white hearts around <laughs> <laughs> more rose art or something yeah. like that. Um, but we did see it. I think, remember we saw it when she was on the plane going to Karachi. She was looking through her messages that were being ignored by Nakia. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, Nakia's in it. Oh, man. That's another thing. You brought up Nakia. She's not in this one, she wasn't in the last one. It's like, man, we're really going to have to wait to see what her reaction is for, like, what's happening. Hopefully she will have done
2: a lot of soul searching in the time that Kamala was gone and she'll be fine with it by the time she gets back. I don't know. Or, or looking at the comics, right, what happens in the comics with our cockatiel Edison friend. Oh, my God. Which we're obviously
1: not getting, which is not fine, but whatever. That's the big bad this whole time. He's the leader. Wouldn't it be
2: great if Deaver took off her head and it was That's what I'm saying. Cockatiel? It's the
1: leader of Department <laughs> of Damage Control.
2: Fingers crossed. Please. That would be the ultimate. I don't um, know. <laughs> but as we looked at the comic, you know, Naki actually gets taken hostage. Right. By the big bad. So maybe when she gets back, <sighs> they will have gotten a warrant for the mosque and they have taken her in for questioning or don't something. Don't
1: you dare. That's actually prop. That's pretty. Yeah, I could see that happening
2: also i don't want it to happen let's okay so now we're kind of getting into the nitty-gritty in my mind about what the heck is going on with the series with one episode left because the whole zoe storyline became
1: nothing yeah i what i think i mean we can have more theories towards the end of this but since we're talking about it now i i will say that i think She's going to show up in the end maybe or something and like stand with Kamala as far as, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's the moment we're kind of getting to Mm. because there is a part in the trailer that they've shown where Kamala like has this big shield up and people are obviously shooting at her Uh, and I feel like it's going to be a moment of like Jersey City is standing behind her, mm. which is a big theme in her comics, Sure, you know, having community come together and I feel like. I don't know, the extent of Zoe's growth is only going to see her, like, stand with her.
2: (laughs) So, in the next
1: episode... Yeah. Kamala has to
2: leave Pakistan. Yes. Land in Jersey City. Yes. Have a giant fight with the damage control... control, (laughs) That a damage control be, but... Mm -hmm. um, She also has to reconcile with Nakia. She has to find stuff out about Cameron. She has to... Also talk to Bruno talk at some point. Talk to port. Bruno, like yeah. And then Zoe has to. What is that? Why, this episode? It's gonna be twenty minutes, and none of that's gonna happen.
1: It, I hope. I hope it is longer. I I do, and I'm not just being like, yeah, hey, but all need to be longer. I, I think it doesn't. This one does need to be longer. I feel. We always feel like I. I feel like with these shows again. I'm not. The more and more they do that six episode thing for mm. these series, the more and more I'm like, I don't know if this is. The yeah. right thing to do. WandaVision had nine. This is
2: what I'm saying. I was just thinking that. And they were 30-minute episodes. Not all of them, but most of them. Most of them were. Yeah. They were like a sitcom, quote-unquote, right. right? But it's like, how did they do so much with that? And now these six-episode
1: sort of 45-minute hour ones are like struggling for story and well, content. You think about like how much they sit with this stuff. I mean, we got a whole love story almost with people that weren't even in the show. Mm. For 20 minutes of a 35-minute episode, and that's a lot. Yeah. So that's why it's like an extra 10, 15, an extra 30-minute episode will do a lot for
2: a story. You know, it almost seems like with the MCU, if the property isn't necessarily attached to a movie or a character that's already been in existence, it has some trouble finding its footing.
1: Well, that's so that that's a good point. I feel like with these new characters, the brand new introduction. You know, Hawkeye is a little bit of both, where they introduce Kate and all these other characters. I don't think six episodes is good. Like, have it a little longer for new for new people, so that way you get a lot of the introduction out of the way, and then you get to sit with them as a hero. But like Hawkeye. The reason why it felt kind of like hit, hit the ground running because we know Hawkeye. Right. We, we know, know his him. baggage. Right. We know exactly where he was. Even Yelena when she showed up. We're like, yeah, we know her. Yeah. <laughs> we know what's going on with her. <laughs> yeah. But
2: it, it's interesting. Why? I even think, why make them TV shows? Make them movies. Because mm. when you think of our origin stories in movies, we have a crisp two hours, two and a half hours. They tell the story, they're action packed. When they do these shows, well, it's great to have the shows, we feel like it struggles in the middle. And are they using the time wisely? And so I don't know. To me, it's like either make it longer or make it shorter. But this weird, shorter. blurry, like a movie. Oh, <laughs> so it's like, it's oh, like my God. <laughs> this like blurry <laughs> Three in between
1: is kind of not serving them well. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I, I think at the base, like I think we're all entertained by it no matter what, and obviously as people that have been consuming Marvel stuff for I don't know how long now, 14 years or something like forever. that. Forever. A long time. I feel like we can kind of be a little picky with that kind of thing. Per- personally, I feel like it's fine to do Origins in the TV shows, but not so sure. Because we don't even get to see them as heroes. That's That's the thing that's interesting. It's like we get to see them so far becoming the hero and then it's like the last episode they get their costume well that's and it's like yeah well but i wanted to see okay i guess i'll wait until they're done telling the rest of the ramifications of the blip with the other movie stuff to then get them in the movie well
2: it feels that that's what i'm saying it feels like it takes 6 hours just to get them to have a costume
1: yeah i love it but it, it is interesting it, it is missing that like Oh, okay. I mean, Kamala got her costume in, like, issue two.
2: <laughs> like, yeah.
1: The it was like,
2: here, I made you some stretchy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. All
1: right. Well, let's get back to the train, because there's, there's some pivotal mo- moments that we have to talk about in this episode. So, <laughs> you know how we've heard time and time again in this show, Sana followed the trail of stars to find her dad. We all thought it was either Aisha or Sana somehow was able to do it. Turns out one part of that is true. Actually, most of that's true. But turns out it was Kamala that got her, directed her towards her father, made a little platform. She even said, she's like, I can't make stars, but I, I can make, make circles. circles. I was like, oh, that's cute. There's a lot of people, platform gets you know taken down. But then Sana makes the stars. So it's like, oh, my God. Aisha called Kamala to help. Kamala got there. Kamala's helping. And then Sana takes her the rest of the way. <gasps> oh, Wild. It's so good, guys. It's- that alone, fantastic. I was like, that. that's cool. I like that. I like it. It's great. <laughs> good writing on that one. I was just
2: confused. <clears throat> I was just like, wait, what? It's very much... That scene in Prisoner of Azkaban when it's like they're the ones watching them do the thing. Okay. Are we having a time travel discussion right now? I think right we now? have to. Okay. <gasps> when does Kamala know that Kamala is always going to be going back? She never
1: knows. She's always doing it. I mean, okay. So, the only rules that we've... Uh, I don't know. Time travel is so weird. In pop culture, time travel is so weird. If you're watching Harry Potter... Or watching Doctor Who, or watching the MCU, it all functions kind of the same, but they also have weird rules. Well, like,
2: in the MCU, isn't the rule,
1: like, they were able to
2: go back and get the other stones because it didn't matter?
1: Well, as long as they put them back in the same place. Like, they it it's almost as if they kind of just, like, took them and put them back. That's uh-huh. it. So, as long as they didn't, as long as they put them back, it was fine. Because the Ancient One talks to Bruce Branner, and... It was Endgame, Infinity War, I don't know, I get those two mixed up all the time. But they explained to Bruce Banner, like, oh, if you take him out, then a branching timeline happens, hence the Loki show, all of this stuff. So that's why it's a little confusing, but <laughs> I will say that the only reason why it, the TVA isn't going to be after Kamala is because she was always destined to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like Prisoner of Azkaban rules, where they were the reason why they yeah. changed time is because they were the ones that always did that thing.
2: No, I agree, but I think if you think about it too hard, it's confusing because then it's like, yes, they were always supposed to go back, but then as time plays out, is there a re- like a repeat? I don't, I don't know. It's very confusing to me.
1: Well, okay, so. <laughs> We see it in this episode. So this is, I've been like, it's been racking in my brain ever since we watched the episode. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I think I got it. Yeah. And I'm using Harry Potter again as a reference because it just, it's an easy way to connect it. Yeah. In Prisoner of Azkaban, when they go back in time and then they come back, Dumbledore is talking to them. They, Ron's in the bed. Harry and Hermione have the time turner around their neck. Uh huh. They disappear as Ron, or not Ron, as Harry and Hermione come through the door. So they never left the spot in space and time. Oh my gosh. So they didn't, you know what I mean? It's not a loop, because as they're leaving to the past, their present self is coming back, and then their future continues. From the thing that they did. Right. <gasps> I know, it's weird.
2: Okay, but now let's take that same practice. It's a bunch
1: of nonsense.
2: It's norsense. <laughs> and now use it with Kamala. Okay. Uh-huh. So Kamala's great grandmother summoned kamala
1: right or she summoned save her
2: daughter right that will later become her grandmother who will create kamala to come back
1: to, to save, save her, her. right because that point in time is always going to happen it, they had to wait it's her signal went through space and time Whoever whoever had the bangle and like was actively using it or maybe activated it. Uh huh. And it just happened to be Kamala because Aisha did seem a little confused on who it was at first. Well, she thought it was Sana, at first. right? Yeah. So I think she just called to whoever was going to be using it because if you look at when Kamala comes back to the present, mm-hmm. it's the same exact moment from whenever she hits the bangle. Well, right, but if you and if you think about it, <laughs> right, what you seek. Is
2: seeking you. Yeah. Aisha's seeking Kamala while Kamala was seeking, seeking Aisha.
1: Her. And that's what saved Sana. Yeah. And Sana was seeking her father while her father was seeking her. <gasps> it all makes sense.
2: And the stars in the sky and the sky and the stars.
1: <laughs> Purple circle platform. So did that confuse anybody? Because I got confused as I was speaking, but I think I explained it. I was confused in the middle and then... <laughs> We talked so
2: much that we convinced me that we knew what we were talking about. (laughs) But then by linking the inscription or the poem to what happened, that's kind of all I I needed.
1: Okay. That's all I needed.
2: (sighs) So, guys, ignore everything and just know that they were seeking each other through space and time. Because they were seeking
1: each other. To survive. Yeah. Time and again. Time heals all wounds. (laughs) Time after time.
2: If you're lost and you look and you will find me time (gasps) after time. Oh, my God.
1: Guys, we cracked the code. Cindy (laughs)
2: Lauper traveled to the future, saw the show, wrote time after time. She came back. It was number one hit. Inspired the show, (laughs) which she wrote time after time about.
1: Okay. I think this is a good moment. To hear a word from our sponsors because we're just gonna get derailed into time. Let,
2: let that settle, guys. Yeah. Take take a moment to think about that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Did your mother leave you behind at the maximum security prison you were in? Did you find out your friend Brian is really named Bruno? If you need something to get your mind off your troubles, become a Patreon member like Cammie. Cammie made her hearts go kablammy when she increased her monthly pledge. Find out how to be amazing like Cammie on abiteofpod.com. biteofpod.com. Welcome back to the present where we're talking about present Kamala. Are you still confused? I hope not. (laughs) Did we help? So when Kamala comes back to present day after Najma decided to poke her bangle and send her back in time and all that stuff, the veil between Noor and Earth has opened it was exploding is rupturing is there's a tear in the gnaw yeah it's overflowing and it does not look good for Earth nor the clandestine it looks like this why right I well, mean well, if well, a well, sound well. could be an image that's what it would be yeah <laughs> or if an image could be a sound that's what it would be <laughs> both time and again <laughs> time after time and again so as they see the doorway to their home open Faria is just like oh we can go home. Sweet. I'm going to go right to it. No, she gets. Mm. What was that? I don't I didn't catch your name from Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, but that prisoner with Wong with Wanda that stabbed the Darkhold to like destroy it. She like turned into dust and everything. Oh, she wasn't a prisoner. What do you mean? You said prisoner. Yeah. Wanda had them captive. Oh, she stabbed the dark hold and then she disintegrated. This is the same situation. I'm like, why is everybody ever since the snap? Everybody's just disintegrating. We're all just dust. Yeah. (laughs) Dust in the wind. (laughs) Now, what what is
2: dust? Dust is the golden compass.
1: Yes. Which is God.
2: Also a veil
1: between worlds. Oh my God. Oh. Hello. (laughs) It's all (laughs) connecting too much. It all connects too much. So she disintegrates. Najma believes that she can get through. Kamala tries to stop her. They need to obviously close. This is starting to destroy, and energy is going everywhere. This part in this episode really kind of frustrated me. Tell me why. So Kamala tells her, think of Kamran. Girl, she did when she left him.
2: She was like, she was like you have Kamran. And Nod was like, <laughs> I
1: don't. Yeah, she quickly accepted this and like sacrificed herself to close it. Which, fine, I'm glad that somebody was able to close it. But, did she leave Comran behind for safety? Or was it her being a jerk? But also, her turn was just so quick.
2: I think she's a jerk. <laughs> I think she That's left it. him. <laughs> and then she saw that it killed Fariah and she somehow knew, I don't know. It was going to kill Comron somehow? No, that... By sacrificing herself, her power would travel to Comron. And she wants Comron to do something? Oh, no. But I agree. This this person has been all evil over the place for who knows how long. Uh, you know, at least <laughs> since a, she killed Asia. A couple of decades. But she's had a. How did they. Wait, wow, my white Valentino, back. How did they get here in the first place? What evil scheming were they doing in the beginning anyway? I don't trust her. Well, she's dead now, so I don't believe fine. it. I don't believe it. <laughs> I mean she's pretty dead. but no, the way I saw she her s- skeleton. She, but she sacrificed herself for an evil reason. Mm. To,
1: all of a sudden she wants to save the world. All of a sudden. Well, I think that's what makes it frustrating. I think she actually did have like some type of change of heart. Ugh. I don't know if she knew that her power would go into him, but it did. Which is now, that's how Comran gets powers. He had powers in the comics because he's an inhuman. Now he gets powers because of his dead mother's Norsense. Yeah, because of Norsense. I believe the
2: clandestines know that when they pass, their kin receive their powers.
1: I don't think, but I don't. I made that up. It's lore. Okay. I made that up. It sounds like a bunch of Norsense to me. (laughs) Uh exactly. <laughs> Cuz I'm like they don't live in our world, so how would they have half human kids? No, I just think in general. Yeah. That's my belief. Eh, okay. Yeah, I, don't I think know. a lot she is of up this, to something. I think a lot of this episode is like it is what it is.
2: <laughs> there were great pieces to this episode, but the thread holding them together. Yeah.
1: I mean the the first part is definitely the strongest part of this episode. Mm. We see in like a kind of like a scene her Kamala's cousins tells Muniba, oh, you can track your daughter through her cell phone, whatever. Muniba shows up with Sana. I was very looking forward to this multi-generational heart to heart between these con women. It, it It was good. I felt like after it came back to them where they were like looking at old pictures was better than this moment. Because this was the moment that Muniba also found out that Kamala had powers. And it wasn't, I don't think I expected her to be like, but like more of a surprised reaction. It was, it just felt rushed. A lot of this last
2: part felt very rushed. Personally, I wanted more of an emotional reaction from Sana when Kamala handed her the photo of her parents, her mother, who she doesn't even remember what she necessarily looked
1: like. That was the sweetest moment of this. But I agree. I feel like they could have not sat with it more. But again, like showed. Yeah. Oh, I don't it want to say like, show more emotion, but I feel like the the writing or the being able to sit with some of the stuff just wasn't enough. hmm. You know? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you.
2: I was waiting. I was at the brink of emotion. Right. And I wanted to be taken
1: there. In that moment, like and I was I about wasn't. to cry, but yes, then the cri- totally. The cry went back into my eyes,
2: <laughs> I sucked them right back in. Yeah, I was I like, I said, oh. not where the tears,
1: yeah, not as emotional as I wanted. <laughs> but also, is this the last time we're gonna see Kareem in this series? I think it is because it seemed very much like a goodbye. Yeah, he helps get everybody out of that place when the Noor energy was going everywhere, <gasps> but then he pretty much says goodbye to her, and I'm like, oh. Okay.
2: I mean, that's, I, well,
1: I, I just hope we see him again in the MCU at some point. I don't, I feel like there's so many things
2: happening now that we are going to have to say so long to some characters and just be happy that they don't die.
1: So long, my friends. <sighs>
2: it's not the end, but maybe it is because the MCU is too big. So glad we made it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, unless we get like a season two, I don't think we're going to see him because he does have a really big part in the comics and I love him. I can't. I'm very much team Kareem. Oh, I'm totally team Kareem. I just was like when we thought
2: we got to the end of Loki and they were like, Loki season two is coming. And I was like, what? I feel like that's going to happen
1: like what oh no we get another
2: season it just feels like you're in it because they've been doing these things as these like one-off things that are tying movies together and then when there's another one you're like oh so they're not going to be in a movie again they're only going to be in the show maybe but we need her to be in a movie we want her to be in a movie She is going
1: to be in a movie we know that
2: she's also in those scenes at that avenger thing the that's dinner? The dinner.
1: Yeah. What is that from? Oh, no. It's like it's like if you go to Disney World and yeah. Nemo is like telling you the menu. It's oh. like that doesn't actually happen in the universe. <laughs> it's just these characters are in this kitschy restaurant. <laughs> we
2: know that she gets her costume at some point. So that's oh, good. yeah.
1: Well, they didn't hide the costume at all for the marketing for this mm-hmm. one bit. We know she's going to get it <laughs> just at the very end. Speaking of costume, I do want to talk about her costume for a second because this is amazing. I like it. Kareem gives Kamala a red Mm -hmm, scarf, mm -hmm. representing the red daggers. Mm -hmm. Muniba returns Kamala's necklace that once spelt the word Kamala in Urdu, but is now transformed into a lightning bolt. Hello. Both of these are iconic pieces to her comic book costume, which now that I think about it and seeing the promo images, I'm like, eh, she's wearing all of them. And then to top it all off, Bruno's mask. Right. (sighs) I believe,
2: (sighs) I think, that Muniba is going to make the costume for her. I hope so. That'd be sweet. Right? How she made the Hulk costumes. Oh. Now she sees what her daughter can do. She's inspired by the lightning bolt. She wants to create something for her
1: daughter because now she supports her. I love that instead of playing homage to Captain Marvel slash Miss Marvel, because that's originally where her costume came from, I love that instead it's, It's like outfits. It's an outfit that threads her life, her friends, and her family together. It's it's
2: (sighs) it's all the people who are bringing her
1: to finally becoming guys. It's sweet. I like it. That's that's a great way to do a costume in an origin. She got these pieces throughout the the season of the show or her journey. Yeah, and she's like, you know what? I have all these. Amazing pieces of stuff. Let me just put it on. (laughs) That's my costume. I really want to sing Piece by Piece by Kelly Clarkson, but that
2: song is so sad. But you just kept saying piece over and over again. I just kept thinking piece
1: by piece, but it's too sad. Yeah, no, let's not do that. No. That's completely no. But she did collect it piece by piece. She did. Yes. I can't. I have to stop talking. (laughs) Why? Because then I'll just keep singing the song. Okay. So, the ending of the episode, I'm just going to move right along now. Good for you. (laughs) Comron goes to Brian Bruno (laughs) for help. It seems like they're finally getting along a little bit. There's not too much angst. I don't feel like that's going to last very long. They both love Argon. They do. (laughs) No, he does. And Bruno. Oh, my God. Bruno, I was going to say Brian, gave him a weird look. He's like, okay. Well, <laughs> he has Argon on the wall. He, he must be a fan. Does, but that's so weird. I don't know. Try- <laughs> so Comron's trying his best to uh, be yes. friends with them. Then, all of a sudden, Department of Damage Control, Drone, obviously was tracking Comron and finds him. And then Comron throws his power <laughs> I don't know what he has yet. at it. At it and then makes a missile shoot out of the drone and blow up Bruno's source of income, slash the bottom of his apartment.
2: <laughs> Circle Q is destroyed. Oh, I mean, it, it cuts to black immediately, but I do have Very to think abrupt. about in the first issue or is it the second issue? The Circle Q is also destroyed and then it comes back. I mean, granted, it wasn't exploded. And blown up, but it does come back. Yeah. So,
1: it's fine. We won't see it. The Department of Damage Control will pay for it. Yeah, fucking right. <laughs> Bunch of xenophobic assholes over there. <laughs> Coming right
2: out of uh Deaver's uh, paycheck.
1: Yeah, I know. It. I mean, it was so abrupt. I was like, oh, okay, cool. My theory is that Kamala's like right there. Like, she's going to be there. Oh, she's home already? Because we don't know... Necessarily, like when this is happening versus like where she's at. Mm-mm-mm. I feel like shows always like make us think that they're happening at the same time, but then like the hero comes in and it's like, oh, I thought you were over there, but you're not. Yeah. You're here, or she gets back and it's too late. She's like, I'm so sorry. He's like, okay. Half of the episode is her on a plane, <laughs> exactly, and then we don't get any answers to any questions. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last ten minutes is her fighting, and somehow she has her costume. Her mom made the costume on the plane. That's hello. <laughs> solved oh my god all right should we answer some questions
2: let's answer some
1: questions because i feel like a lot of these are going to be like our end of episode conversation any anyway it's time for what are you serving what are you serving questions theories and thoughts oh
2: that's what they're (laughs) serving got it
1: all right so as usual y'all submitted some questions theories and thoughts on social media on a variety of different platforms and we're here to talk about them and just say them on the episode. <laughs> so the first one comes from Psycho Red at Psycho Red. Miss Marvel isn't getting the TVA after her because this is supposed to happen. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. that's a good point. And also, I don't know if the TVA is actually what they, 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 they were being led by robot slash Kang the Conqueror. But then like when Loki came back, it was like the TVA was there and they were like, who are you? So, like, is the TVA still there or is it a different TVA? I don't know. Tell us, Owen Wilson. (laughs) Tell us the secrets of the TVA. They're already filming. Mobius.
2: They're already filming it. And I'm so excited. I I don't know. Yeah. But yes, I do. (laughs) I think that's what we could. The conclusion we came to before is that this is not a branch. This is just the main timeline. This is how it's supposed to happen.
1: Yeah. Always supposed to happen. Time Time
2: travel exists.
1: What did they call it in Doctor Who? It's like a fixed point in time or something like that, mm. where was like, no, this thing I can intervene in because it's like not a fixed point in time, but this one I can't. Blah, blah, always It does for some drama in that show. I like it. So this one is from the Metalcore Nerds podcast. I really Ooh. love what this show is doing culturally and how much heart is in it. But that ending was really abrupt, right? <laughs> I just said that. <laughs> Felt like there needed to be 10 or five or 10 more minutes until the episode wrapped. I agree. I mean, this one was so much shorter than the other ones. Like, if it was the length of the last couple ones, I feel like some of those interactions wouldn't have been as rushed. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, her sacrificing herself or her mom just being like, oh, you're that nightlight person? Okay. (laughs)
2: Yeah. It was definitely, definitely abrupt. So many of the elements at the end there were so smashed together and we just needed more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this one, this one goes with that as well. This one's from David Johnson, and it says, "Miss Marvel showcases the need for Marvel shows to be different in length based on their subject matter. Wandavision TV length was great. Loki six episodes worked because that felt like a movie. Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, Hawkeye—they all felt like they deserved at least two more episodes." I completely agree, and I think that's the again, that's a conclusion we came to. I mean, it's a new character, a new world, a new mythos, a new all of this stuff. If you spend too much time us getting to know the character and not more of them how they're going to function the MCU, I think it you know, it does need to be a little more extended.
2: Yeah, I think it's curious how like I'm 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 curious about how they decide how long each series should be. It almost seems like like I said, they're just creating these bridges between one point in the movies to another point in but the see, movies. And so they have to stop at a certain point because if they go any further then they need the people that they have to pay the big
1: bucks and they don't want to pay them the big bucks. See, I I will agree with that when I see it because we have yet to see how the TV shows really impact the movies mm. aside from WandaVision. Mm. You know what I mean like There was your First Bridge. Right, but that but that was it and it also didn't really show how much time was in between it because she was in that freaking devil orchard the whole time so it's like how long were you there from in between that and that because spider-man no way home had to happen in between that as well you know what i mean so it's like they can use the excuse of like i don't know i was just in an orchard this whole time until Stephen strange came to me <laughs> but, i was waiting but yeah i want to see i think we are getting into the territory of they're not going to be able to do these movies like Thor or where they're kind of like a continuation of the last saga mm-hmm. into this one and they're going to really need to like show us the money a little bit because it was different in the first one cuz we got a few movies and then we got sprinkles of like Thanos is coming. Right. This one, I'm sure we've gotten sprinkles of like what's coming, but there's so many projects where like we're not at the point we would have been in the last one. You know?
2: Yeah, you know, I- I know you're going to disagree with me, but sometimes more isn't always better.
1: Oh, yeah. I completely
2: agree. They can keep pumping out these shows, but they've been so consistent with the story that they're painting for so long that now it's feeling a little
1: messy. Yeah. Still enjoyable. I mean, I think like that's my bare minimum. Like As long as it's enjoyable. Well, sure. Entertainment. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. It's like they could be bad. They could be like... I'm sorry if anybody likes this show, but like The Flash on CW or a lot of the CW shows where it's just like, this just is like hard to watch Mm -hmm. personally, but I feel like these shows are at least, bare minimum, entertaining. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, okay, come on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So this one is kind of more of like a, what's possibly going to happen in the end. So this one is by Sasha Kaplan. I think there'll be a confrontation with damage control and a reveal of the costume. I 1000% hope so. Mm -hmm. Love the show. Such a good story. The representation is so on point, even if I'm still mad about the power change. I kind of forgot about her power change. I'm going to be honest because I'm just so with it.
2: I kind of like it. I'm trying. <laughs> I, I think I still try and convince myself about the reasoning mm. behind the power change to, ch- you know, I don't know. To I think, change
1: well, something for changing sake. I think that's a good point. Like, uh, are is there going to be a bigger reason on why? I feel like there will be, but I feel like if the clandestines are kind of done with right now, mm-hmm. because Nashville's dead, would, are we going to have to wait until the Marvels to really yeah. find out? And I feel that's, like that's the case.
2: Also, for this comment we received, the the fact, I don't know, it's like, this. yes, there is going to be a clash with damage control, but I honestly felt like Najma was really being painted as the big bad. And then she was gone. Yeah. You know, and now it's like, oh, this other thing that sort of appeared every once in a while is going to be our final fight. Right. Unless it reveals a bigger bigger bad, but I don't know.
1: This That's, this episode's going to be interesting. Yeah, the last one. This mm-hmm. one actually goes right into what you were saying. This one is from Ziplocker. <laughs> That's fun. One Aisha and Hassan are the most attractive couple in the MCU, yes. I think so. Yes. I mean, yeah. I yeah. I mean, their chemistry again, off off the charts, I felt like it was believable.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Which
1: is hard to do. Until we see Thor, Love and Thunder, I still don't see Jane and Thor. You know, like I'm like, yeah, that relationship's weird. Yeah. I just don't see it. They have to arm wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> so until Love and Thunder, I feel like that's gonna be redeemed. <laughs> Two, do you think de- Department of Damage Control, control the, is the final villain, or do you think someone else will pop up? <gasps> I think the whole point of Najma is to introduce Comron as an antagonist. Mm. He's an antagonist in the comics. He finally got his powers. Once he finds out that Najma got killed, I'm sure he's going to blame it on Kamala. Mm. Clash. Do I think it's going to be good? I don't know. I mean, he's never had the powers. (sighs) And it's also like...
2: But he doesn't know how to fight, so I don't know. Well, right. But I do think it's that same thing. Everything's going to be so rushed. Like, So in this last episode, it goes from him protecting Kamala, then in one instant, him blaming her for his mother's death and then wanting to kill her. Mm -hmm. If that's the theory.
1: Yeah, I mean, he doesn't know that she's dead, so... I don't know. I, yeah. I, it's just, it's like that trope where it's like, I can see that happening. Like he's going. yeah, Because he even said, Bruno tried to convince him like, hey, like she left you. She like abandoned you. And he's like, no, Very no, she true. didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as soon as that interaction happened, I'm like, oh, when he finds out that his mom's dead, he's going to be really upset. Vengeance. Even yeah. though she sacrificed herself. But that's not going to matter. He's not going to know that. He's not going to see that. You're right. I mean, you're I would right. just be like, how'd you get those powers then?
2: She's like, watch this. You take a dagger. You hit him a bangle. We're going to go back to that <laughs> yeah. moment. We're going to
1: watch it together. I'm going to show you what happened. Yeah. All right. So those are all the questions that we're going to answer this time. Thank you so much. Yeah. Look out next. No, wait, there is no next week. <gasps> it's well, the final one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. You yeah, can yeah. still ask. Yeah, I forgot that we <laughs> record it
2: after we watch the episode. Once the episode is over, there are no comments
1: Well, allowed. that's what I was like. Oh, the last episode is next week. We're not recording an episode. <laughs> that's not <laughs> how this Imagine works.
2: We just stop. We yeah, don't Sorry.
1: You, you know what we think. <laughs> yeah.
2: And end it. All right. Let's do our second special segment of <laughs> oh, this episode. Well, that's
1: a stretch. I mean, I'm glad this episode is stretchy because it's packed. Boy, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So ice cream, you scream, we all scream for Booza. I didn't want to fall into that trap. I, I knew,
2: knew it. <laughs> like many other ice creams, Booza starts with milk, cream, and sugar base. In some recipes, milk powder is added as well. The magic of bouza, <laughs> okay. being super stretchy, comes from two special ingredients. A tree. One is from the resin of a specific tree bark in Greece called it. Mastic. <laughs> and the other is Salab, a ground orchid root from Lebanon.
1: You've connected ev- almost every single one of these to trees. Can you? Well, I didn't do it. Nature
2: did it. Nature created rubber. <laughs> I didn't make trees stretchy it's on the incredible. inside. incredible. Yeah. I love I, I'm like, I can't. I, I wrote this. I'm like, here we go again. Trees, you guys. It's trees again. It's amazing. <laughs> so once these two stretchifying ingredients are added, the heated uh, mixture is then added to a cooled drum. So then it is chilled and first hand stretched and then pounded with a giant wooden pestle.
1: It sounds like um, saltwater water taffy almost. Yeah. You got to move it around. Exactly. It's even like mochi. Oh, yeah. Where they smack it a they lot. They smack it a lot and yeah. they hit it with a
2: little mallet. Yeah. So it's, it's really to get all the air out of it and right. make it dense. So this combination of stretching and pounding helps to create the incredibly dense yet creamy ice cream. Mm. Booza has been around for centuries and originated in the Middle East. More recently, booza shops have opened in the United States where you can see the stretchy ice cream in action. With a really good pull,
1: you can see a booza stretch up to a few feet. Oh, wait, it's ice cream? It's ice cream. I missed that connection because I thought you were like trying to put me in a trap with like... Oh, no. We all screamed for... And then you said booza and I was like, oh. You see, it's a play
2: on yeah ice i, cream yeah, I got that. it now like just being clever about it
1: i thought it was like i don't know just like rubber or something and i was no! like "No, oh that's weird i was like oh it's ice cream yes so i had actually Do seen you have to chew it
2: no it's really wild so it's it melts it's very stretchy and as they serve it they stretch it and they like kind of like fold it into a cone or a cup but as you eat it it
1: melts like ice cream i don't like that it's like razzle's
2: Oh, you know, I like hard candy razzins.
1: and turn into nasty gum. Ooh. No, booza. This looks so good. I'm actually so there's
2: a the reason I found out about this is that I had seen a BuzzFeed video a few years ago about a place in Williamsburg, Brooklyn called Republic of, of Booza. Oh. where these two guys opened up a booza shop. Um, but unfortunately through COVID, it don't, permanently closed. Don't you <sighs> yeah. guys now I can never get it. Well, it's very sad. There is a place in Houston that oh my Booza. God. <laughs> I'm never but gonna go
1: to Houston.
2: <laughs> I know we go to Texas, but never to Houston. I
1: never want to go to Houston. I, I
2: really want to try it though. I think you can make it on your own. I've seen a couple of like YouTube personalities make it, but it's the whole point of this place, the Republic of Booza, was that they're they're making it throughout the day. So you're watching them pestle it, you're watching them stretch it, and it's more about it's also like an experience
1: of watching it being made mm. while you're eating it. I don't know if I would want to do it. I'd get really frustrated if it didn't come out right. Well, like, yeah,
2: <laughs> I don't think they're letting. It's not. Yeah, it's like cold stone. They're not letting you behind the the stone. Yeah, no. you just get to watch the magic. Happen.
1: No, I mean like since we can't travel to anywhere to oh. get it to make it on our own. I don't. I don't know. You don't want. Ha- well, yeah, I would like a giant pestle though. That'd be cool. <laughs> For smashing. All right. Well. Oh.
2: Last, last episode. episode.
1: Yeah, and then after that, I mean, see you never. Who knows? Just kidding. Oh, gosh. Who knows what we'll cover? We're not doing Fargo. Don't think that's oh, a hint. Start Starting from the beginning, don't no. you know? <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye.
2: Thanks for listening to A Bite Of, artwork and editing by our own Noah. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at pod and on Facebook at of. If you have questions, recommendations, or just want to say hi, you can email us at pod at gmail.com. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate and review to spread the word. Hope you join us next time on A Bite Of. Bye.